Welcome again to another episode of Beckett Radio. I'm yours truly, Derek Ficken. Thanks so much for checking us out another week. I'm just going to have to start this whole show off by saying this is going to be my most favorite episode of Beckett Radio today. I'm sorry, Tracy Hackler, Chris Carlin, all you guys that have previously come on this show to talk to us. Y'all are great, but this is going to be the best one ever. And that's because we're going to have our first ever NFL athlete on this show to talk trading cards. Yes, you heard it right. An NFL athlete, a professional athlete is going to come on the show to talk all about trading cards. His name is Evan Mathis, two-time pro bowler, offensive guard with the Philadelphia Eagles. Some of you might know he's a hardcore collector. Some of you may not. So this is going to be an awesome interview to get kind of an inside look on, uh, you know, how you can juggle a professional athlete, you know, his time and effort into that job and still be a, a serious collector with the uh, with the hobby. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to have that on later in the show. But uh, we're going to have new products and pricing, like always, a little news around the hobby, and we're going to have Matt Bible on to talk. Uh, <laughs> so last week, I mentioned that we were going to have Matt on to talk Ronda Rousey with her autograph going for upwards of ten grand and Star Wars Masterwork set. That recently came out, so we were talking about that. But unfortunately, I made a bonehead mistake, a rookie mistake, and I forgot to edit the segment that we did with him, and I forgot to put it in the actual clip for the show. So unfortunately, that didn't make it. And so I'm going to pretty much plug and play uh, with that segment because it's so good. You know, Matt does a great job, as always, on here in Becca Radio. So we're going to have him on in a little bit to talk about all that good stuff. But before we get into the interview segment, let's talk new products and pricing. So for new products, we have Donruss Baseball, Top Supreme Football, Upper Deck Inscriptions Football, Upper Deck AHL Hockey, and Leaf Metal Draft Baseball. So Donruss, Top Supreme, Upper Deck Inscriptions, and Upper Deck AHL, those are coming out on the 11th, and Leaf Metal Draft Baseball is coming out on the 13th. As far as non-sports goes, we have Presidential Portraits. That comes out on the 10th. And True Blood. Any True Blood fans out there? I've seen it. It's it's pretty interesting. Uh, not going to lie. But True Blood Season 7 Collector's Edition, that comes out on the 11th. Uh, as far as new pricing goes, it's been a slow week. We have no new pricing to report. But next week, it's going to ramp up, especially with Donruss Basketball and a couple other big products. Okay, so let's go to news around the hobby real quick. And it was something of note that I really like. I'm a big autograph guy. And the National Convention just released a preliminary checklist for their autograph pavilion. And it's got some really, really cool athletes coming in. And I'll just name a few for the 36th National up in Chicago. We have Al Kaline, Brooks Robinson, Cal Ripken Jr., Bill Buckner, John Smoltz, Lou Brock, Lou Brock Johnny Bench, uh, I mean, Craig Biggio, uh, Mookie Wilson, Pedro Martinez, Pete Rose, Reggie Jackson, got Roger Clemens. Tim Raines, Tom Glavin. I mean, there's so many great baseball players. I mean, Tony La Russa, there you go, Wade Boggs. In football, we have Fred Bolitnikoff, Bob Greasy, Bob Lilly, Lawrence Taylor, Gail Sayers, John Riggins, Randy White. Those, I mean, those are some big names right there. But uh, with hockey, this is, this is kind of why I got excited. We have Bobby Hull. Everyone knows he's one of the greatest hockey players to ever play the game of hockey. But the 1980 Olympic USA hockey team, all, not all of them are going to be there. Some, unfortunately, are not going to make it, and unfortunately, a few of them passed away. Uh, but the majority of the 1980 Olympic hockey team is going to be there to sign. That's something that I really want to get. I don't really care how much it is. If it's 200 bucks, that's cool with me because that's such an iconic picture, an iconic game that you can uh, remember forever. 
uh, with the Soviets. Uh, and, you know, one quick note, there is a, a really cool 30 for 30. If you guys like uh, documentaries, sports documentaries, check out 30 for 30. They did a, a Miracle of Men or something like that. And it's about the Russian-Soviet hockey team in 1980 when everyone knows about, you know, obviously the winners, which is U.S. They were the underdogs and they made a movie from it called Miracle. But no one really thinks about the Soviets uh, and what they went through and their training and all that stuff. It's a really great watch. You should check it out. It's on Netflix and it'll be on ESPN a lot here in the future. But definitely check it out. It's really cool. And especially if you're hockey fans, check it out. But uh, rounding out the autograph uh, list, we have Dennis Rodman, the worm. That would be awesome to see. And Mr. Mike Tyson is going to be there. The National Convention, like I said, is going to be in Chicago this year, July 29th to August 2nd. That's in the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. Check it out. You can go to nsccshow.com and get all your info, get your tickets there. You can see the autograph pavilion uh, lineup, all that good stuff. So, yeah, there you go. Let's hand it over to Matt, and we'll plug and play with that segment from last week, all about the Star Wars Masterwork set, the Ronda Rousey autograph that went for upwards of ten grand, and a lot more that uh, concerns non-sports and gaming. So here you go, Matt. All right, so next up, let's bring in Mr. Matt Bible. A, uh, he's, he's a frequenter of Beckett Radio. So, Matt, how's it going? No, good. How are you? Uh, pretty good. It's uh, Thursday, finally. Thank God. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, uh, one no, more day There's no the snow out there, no freezing rain. Hey, man, I was... Well, depending on where you're at. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, across the country, there's crazy stuff. But in the Metroplex, it's looking like Fort Worth is getting some snow right now. So, yeah. cross our fingers that we're not getting it. But we know what we can do because, you know, you're from Ohio. Yeah. I have family up there, so I've been there. People don't know how to drive in, no. in whatever we call this here. It's it's yeah. nuts. Yeah, you know, no, but they do. <laughs> it, it's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's get to what we were going to talk about today, and that is Ronda Rousey. Ronda Everyone Rousey. knows her. Everyone loves her. Yeah, I love her. I, I do. Too. And I don't even know her. Man. Exa- yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know her. I've seen her fight a couple times, and. Uh, I don't want to fight her. Uh, <laughs> usually I see a woman fighter in the UFC. I'm like, all right, I can take her, you know. Yeah. This girl is dangerous. And, she uh, is. She's very dangerous. Yeah, she's she's kind of the new face. Not really the main face of the uh, UFC, but she's one of them now. She went into the movies. She was, I think, in The Expendables. The Expendables, Expendables. and she's going to be in F- uh, Fast and Furious 7. Okay. And there's another movie she's going to be in. I just can't think of it right offhand. But, yeah, she's... She has mass marketability. Yeah. She's uh, she's also doing the swimsuit model thing. She did that yep. for Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that definitely doesn't hurt uh, no. your fans. Uh, so let's talk about what you came across a couple weeks ago or, or last, last week. week. Um, you brought up that there was her first uh, Topps autograph mm-hmm. uh, ever. And, yep. y- and that was being sold on eBay. How did you kind of find it? And obviously what happened? I was just looking around for stuff to... You know, I was just doing my regular daily routine, looking for stuff on eBay and mm-hmm. online that I could, I could talk about, and uh, I I stumbled across it, and uh, it it turns out sir, it's 2012 Topps yeah. Finest yeah. Red Refractor One of One autograph. Wow! And it it turns out it's the first officially licensed card that she ever signed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm guessing that that. that she did all the one of ones first because you see the other one of ones and the low numbered ones and they're the signatures are pretty nice, nice and clear and yeah. concise. And, um, but yeah, I mean it, it, and 
I think the thing that really took me back when I looked at it is that it was the bid, the high bid on it at the time was like almost $6,000. God. Um, and I was like, I got, I've got a report on this and I've got to follow it over the weekend. So I followed it over the weekend and about a half hour before the auction was over, I, I log on and it's over $10,000. The, the bid, the final bid ended up being $10,103. Wow. So, I mean, that's that, you know, if the sale goes through, that's the that is going to set a record for the highest ever UFC card ever sold on oh, an, anywhere. Yeah, easy. I mean, it was it was it, it totally trounced the, the sale, the LeBron sale for the LeBron exquisite card. I, I think it actually was double. Oh, LeBron's exquisite went for fifty five hundred. And I think that was back a few weeks ago. Yeah. And this one doubled it. That's nuts. Um, I, yeah, but it makes sense. I mean, you know, you have your basketball collectors that go for LeBron. Uh, you know, other than that. You know, LeBron is LeBron. He, he's an athlete. With with Ronda Rousey, she's so much more than a fighter, like we said, with the movies and, and all this yeah, other stuff. She has vast crossover appeal, and yeah. it's international. I mean, exactly. MMA may not be – I mean, MMA is popular in the United States, yeah. but globally, overall, oh, yeah. it, it, it blows away Especially most other Japan. sports in this yeah. country. So. Oh, yeah. It's, it's nuts. So, you know, it, it was interesting to see – you know, not just a one of one auto going for ten grand, but her legit first certified autograph that you know tops. You said put out a tweet and all that yes. stuff. So I, I think that was really interesting, and you know it'd be really cool to you know get the person who got the card you know in an interview just to see you know what kind of fan is he you know he or she who is it you know yeah. um, and maybe it, it's Rousey herself maybe she yeah. wanted it <laughs> who, I mean who knows yeah it's like you know I kind of want that That'd yeah be cool <laughs> um, but yeah I, I thought that was really interesting and, and it should you know note something to talk about I know you did a post on Beck.com slash news about it mm-hmm. uh, about tracking it yeah. uh, so that was really neat but yeah it's something cool out something of the ordinary different. Yeah, uh, there's always, always something interesting going on around here. Oh, of course. Yeah, uh, there's never a dull moment here, Beckett. Nope. Um Let's go to Star Wars. All right. Star Last Wars. time I w- I had you on, we talked a little about it, and now it's been a couple weeks yep. uh, since the product went live. Star Wars Masterwork. Yep. Uh, supposedly, I I still haven't really seen it. I really should look at it. I'm a big Star Wars guy. And it's my fault. I haven't looked at it, so shame on me. But <laughs> you said that there have been a lot of awesome sales uh, and a lot of big hits that have already been pulled. Yes. Uh, what What have been those big ones? Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, <laughs> but the two triple signatures have already been pulled. Dang it. Um, one of them was a redemption card, and okay. the other one is that the actual signature card. I don't know why Tops did that. I don't know. Maybe one of them was damaged, and they had to fulfill with the redemption card. But okay. both of the big the big guns have been pulled. Yeah. Um, if you want to try your hand at getting those, uh, they're listed at ten grand and about nineteen grand respectively on eBay. Yeah. Um, they haven't sold yet, as far as I know. But there's been other other pulls out there. Of course, sketch cards galore. Uh, my friend Jason Crosby, some of his stuff's been pulling, and they've been going for really well. Uh, I seem to recall one of his um, sketches w- w- of a just a Jawa, mm. a Jawa card that went for close to two hundred dollars. Wow! So I mean, and then of course you got the other signatures: Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, James mm. Earl Jones. They're going for really good, solid prices. Very consistent with what those autographs have been in the past. Yeah. So um, it's a great product. Um, Obviously, it's just a little bit in the higher echelon of 
price range for yeah. some people. Gotcha. But you know, if you collect a certain character, if you like Boba Fett, you can more than likely get on eBay and you can find some of his stuff for pretty good prices. Yeah. Now you you brought up Jason Crosby and you did an awesome interview with him on yes. Becca.com slash news and uh, the cover picture that you had is sweet, mm-hmm. you know, with all those um, uh, sketch cards and, and a type of collage looking thing. Uh, talk to <clears throat> us about how cool that was to do an interview with him. It was great. I've been talking to Jason for a while. He added me on Facebook a while back and, uh, you know, we've been talking about, we have a lot of the same interests. And uh, for those who haven't seen the interview, log on to Beckett.com and hit hobby Q&A slider on the main page. Um the collage that uh, that Derek's referring to is a collage of all of the sketches that he did um, of certain Star Wars characters, but they're done. The template he used was the the 1985 Tops football design. That's cool. So it has an appeal to both sports and non sports people. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it and and when I did the interview with Jason, that's one of the things he brought up. It it kind of the reason he chose those templates was to kind of reminisce on you know collecting when he was a kid and, yeah. and and the fun that it was back then and and how it you know it's it's kind of just paying homage to to that era of collecting mm-hmm. and those types of of designs and stuff i i really hope in the future he gets an upper deck com, uh commission so that he can do some you know theirs. do some upper deck hockey designs yeah. i'd love to see uh some marvel characters in young <laughs> in the young guns designs <laughs> that'd but, be pretty um, interesting yeah, I mean, but that, that's one of the things that makes his sketches really unique. His sketches are unique anyway. I, I really like his his style of art, but uh, the fact that he uses vintage uh, baseball and, and football tops designs really mm-hmm. makes it appealing, and I think you're seeing that on the secondary market. Yeah. Uh, what can we expect from Jason? Because uh, I feel like he's one of the leading sketch artists out there. Well, I'm sure that... There's a lot. He uh, Star Wars Rebels just went live um, Wednesday. Okay, and he does have sketch cards in there. Nice. Um, so he's got sketch cards in there. Um, he is he is getting he he's getting attention of the companies. He's he's actually uh, had to turn a couple things down just for you know yeah time constraints. You yeah. know he 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 just doesn't Can't have the do time it. to yeah. do all of it because he does other sketch work. <clears throat> But uh, I'm sure that we're going to see more Star Wars from him, probably more Marvel, because he did uh, 2014 Marvel premiere. He did Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. So he's done Marvel stuff. He's done Star Wars. Um, I'd really like to see some Star Trek stuff from him if he hasn't done any already. I had a I had a checklist of his work. I just I forgot to print it out and bring it in with me. But But uh, do you think the Star Wars uh, geeks like myself I mean, I, I'm not biased towards Star Wars, Star Trek, but the Trekkies, would they get upset that, oh, well, he started on Star Wars, so he shouldn't go into the, the Star no, Trek now? No, no. <laughs> okay. No, he, no I, I mean, know. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, <clears throat> I, I think with the sketch artists, I think it's it's more, you know, people understand that, you know, it's it's a job. I yeah. mean, the, I, I, I know Jason enjoys doing it, but mm-hmm. it, it's still a job, and, you know, I, I think that just makes the products more desirable. Definitely, when, when you have a hot sketch artist, yeah, doing everything, doing Marvel, doing Star Trek, doing Star Wars, yeah. doing, I don't know, James Bond, yeah. DC Comics, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really sweet. Now, uh, final topic. Let's talk about WWE. Okay. Um, it seems like this 
Tops. It's 2015 Tops WWE or is it Tops Chrome? It's Tops WWE. Okay. It's the it's the flat it's the flagship. Okay. Uh, yeah. It seems like it's success. getting a lot of attention this year. Yeah, it's getting a lot of attention. Uh, WWE is as popular as it's always been. Mm-hmm. There's a few new faces that are really making headwaves. Um, Paige, who is a diva, she's one of the divas. She's mm-hmm. on this TV show, Total Divas. Yeah. Um, she has kind of a different look. She's kind of like that hardcore, almost like gothic slash rocker yeah, chick. Kind of like Lita back in the day. Yeah, she's different. Somewhat. Um, really dark hair, and, and you know she's from Great Britain, mm-hmm. and... And she just has this mass appeal. She was really embraced almost immediately when she came up from NXT. And she's been very popular. Her cards are pricing really high. They're really popular. Just her base card alone has gone for 8 to $10 wow. on eBay. Yeah. So you can imagine what her autographs and her, her kiss cards are going for. Oh, of course. But um, uh, her, along with Lana, Lana's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, she's... She has autographs, and she has you know her base cards are going for significantly higher than than the regular wrestler mm. or performer. Yeah. Now, uh, is Sting focused in uh, showcased in this product? Yes, Sting is. He's definitely showcased in this product. He doesn't have any actual. He has cards in the set, mm-hmm. but they're photos from the old WCW days. Since gotcha. since. Uh, WWE and Vince own, yeah. own all the the libraries for WCW, but yeah. he has a uh, tribute set which is numbered to forty. But there's only ten cards in this product. Okay, what they're going to do, I think, is they're going to stretch it across the other products they release, like Chrome yeah. and whatever the the product is that takes the place of uh, Road to WrestleMania from this past year. Okay, he has autographs, he has relics, mm. and he has autograph relics. Oh, I haven't nice. seen any autograph relics yet. I've okay. seen the autographs and I've seen the relics, but no autograph yet relics yet. So I'm, yeah. I'm assuming they're probably Scarce. they're probably pretty pretty yeah. low numbered <laughs> if they're serial numbered. So yeah, that you know that that's just a really cool inclusion. You know, everyone wanted to see Sting in the WWE, and yep. and it's it it finally happened. I was there. In Dallas, when they came and he showed up at the end of the he show, up, and yeah. people went nuts, you know, oh, ballistic. And he just stood there. He didn't do anything. He just stood he just, there. He just pointed he at Triple H and was like, you! <laughs> yeah. He did the Hogan thing. Exactly. Yeah, and he's, it's just Sting. Everyone it's Sting. everyone knows who he is. Everyone likes it. It's it, it's going to be a lot of fun to see what they do with that character in the WWE. Yes, um, most but, definitely. Yeah, so overall, you know, how do you think Star Wars Masterwork has, has gone um, in the past couple weeks? You think it's a tremendous success? You think there's room for improvement? Uh, I think it's a tremendous success. Um, and, you know, if they ever decide to do another one, I, I, I don't think they'll have any trouble getting yeah. rid of it, especially if they do a new one and include mm. characters and autographs from the new cast yeah yeah um which obviously would just include more harrison ford mark hamill and and some of the younger stars who mm-hmm. are coming up yeah. and uh but uh yeah i think it's a i think it's a hit we're gonna have um obviously like i said we have star wars rebels it just broke uh two days ago yeah or yesterday sorry yeah. not two days ago and then we're gonna uh coming up there's going to be star wars illustrated okay. empire strikes back oh nice so, and I believe Jason did one of the, uh, one or a few of the actual base, he did artwork for the base, a few of the base cards. Okay. So. Yeah, it should be cool. He'll be in the actual base set. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. If you want to check out the Jason Crosby interview, check it out. Becca.com. There's the slider 
a bunch of sliders on the main page. Just click Hobby Q&A or just go. I, I think you can go under gaming, non-sport subcategories. It might be under there. It'll be under non-sports. Non-sports. Yes. OK, yeah. so check that out. And uh, yeah, it's it's a really cool interview. The the collage is sweet. You know, when when you sent us those three options, yeah. I was like, all three of these are awesome, you know, yeah. uh, just to see that. But uh, Matt, appreciate you coming on. No problem. Uh, talk non-sports and gaming and all that good stuff. So we'll see you next time. All right. All right. So next up on Beckett Radio, this is my most favorite time of the show. And like I said earlier, this is going to be the best show yet with Beckett Radio, just because I have our first professional athlete on the show. And right now on the phone, we have two-time pro bowler and offensive guard for the Philadelphia Eagles, Evan Mathis. Evan, how's it going? All is well, Derek. Thanks for having me. Hey, I just want to say I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, we're going to have a little fun today. So hope you're ready. I'm always ready for fun. <laughs> All right, so let's start it off. When did you first start collecting, and who or what really brought you into this hobby? All right, I was born in 81, um, and I first started collecting. My, the first card that I ever had was an 88 Topps Bo Jackson, and I still have it somewhere folded. I think it, I think it was folded twice, so it has two <laughs> giant creases in it. But Oh, man. That was my first card. Um, I was about six or seven at the time. Uh, and really, at that time, uh, over those next few years, uh, collecting to me was mostly about getting Bo Jackson cards. My brother, my brother, who's two years younger than I, was in the hobby too, and we would, you know, we'd go to the store and buy some packs of whatever was out at the time, and just fill that rush and that thrill of pulling a bow. And it was always about you know, how many bows we had. <laughs> and uh, years later, it kind of after Bo's injury, uh, it kind of segued to Frank Thomas, and Frank was pretty much my favorite player uh, growing up. Nice. Now, d- I-, I did see in a picture somewhere uh, that you have one of the uh, Frank Thomas no-name cards. Is that correct? Yeah, I have the Pop 1 PSA 10. Wow, that is uh, unbelievable. Yeah, one of my favorite cards in my collection. Yeah, that, that's unbelievable. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to teammates, and this is an interesting question. Uh, have you ever wanted or, or do you collect teammates from your college days or the NFL? Uh, not really. Whenever I don't do a lot of modern cards, but sometimes you know, sometimes I dabble just for fun. Yeah. And if I ever end up with any of their cards, I really just walk by and throw them in their locker, <laughs> you know, give them to their family or something, or yeah. or whatever. Or sometimes I get them signed and give them to my younger cousins and things like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, what what is it like for for guys, uh, you know, on your team who you know get these cards, you know, thrown in their lockers? What what do they think of them when they see them if they don't collect? Uh, most of them don't really care. Most of them have seen so many of them. Yeah, you know, guys that play skill, uh, guys that are really well known that play the skill positions. You know, they they they've seen you know thousands of their cards at a time when they get. You know, signed on to have to do those signings where they're just signing nonstop. Yeah. Um, so they've seen a lot of them. Uh, for me, it's someone you know. I, I've always appreciated the hobby, and I only have I only have two cards: my rookie card and then Topps made an All Pro card for me last year. So uh, for, for for a collector like myself, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but for them, I really don't know. Some of them might might care, and some of them might take them home to their family. But I don't I don't know if there's anybody that really collects it, or if they did, they didn't want to admit it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now, besides cards, are you into collecting memorabilia, or have you ever been involved in? We've all seen, you know, players swapping jerseys after the game. Uh, have you ever been involved with that? And do you kind of like just getting some memorabilia every once in a while? I'm not huge in memorabilia, but I am. I do dabble in it. Yeah. I, uh, throughout my career, uh, for the teams that I've played on, I've been on four teams so far. And for the teams that I've played on, uh, at the end of the year, I usually get guys to uh, give me jerseys, sell me jerseys, trade jerseys. So I have a nice little. Uh, 
a nice little hoard of a bunch of jerseys I've amassed over the years. I don't have them displayed anywhere or anything like that yet, but they're just they're in a bunch of plastic tubs. A lot of them are signed. Uh, it's a pretty cool collection, adding up to be. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Uh, now let's talk about kind of how we first started uh, to chat, and it was about the Fleer basketball set that we have in our Beckett auction. It's the complete 9.5 BGS set of 86-87 Fleer. And uh, from a serious collector of high-end cards like yourself, where does this set compare with all the other sets out there in, in hobby history? Um, I absolutely love the 86 Fleer set Yeah, um, and what it means to, to basketball. Especially there were so many years when basketball just wasn't produced that much. And when you think about the iconic years of basketball, you know, 61 Fleer is a, it's in a class of its own. You know, it's the vintage, of course, high-end basketball. A lot of people like the 57 top set. Uh, the 72 tops has the Irving. But the 86 Fleer set, you know, you have so many rookie cards and a 132-card set, um, an 11-card sticker set. Yeah, it's something that was so undervalued when it came out. Um, you couldn't give away boxes yeah. at the time. <laughs> And now it has completely dried up, and it's just, it's in, it's in a class of its own. I, I love '86 Fleer basketball. Um, growing up, I couldn't there was I couldn't afford much of that, um, and I was, so I was big on the '88 Fleer basketball. Okay. And I'm working on right now. I'm working on a, uh, the PSA registry mega set, which is '86 through '89 Fleer basketball. Wow. And that's a fun set. The, the hardest part of it, the set is getting the. Uh, the stickers in high grade. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, that's that's got to be tough. Uh, yeah, whenever you finish that set, you have to post a picture on Instagram or social media because that's you know that's absolutely insane. Yeah, I'll try to do that. It, it might take me a while. Uh, yeah, have base <laughs> cards really aren't that hard. The base cards come around. Yeah, so, especially the '88 Fleer stickers. Most of that set is a pop one, and there's the Dominique Wilkins is a pop zero. Yeah, it's overall very very tough cards. If you anybody that's open '88 Fleer basketball knows those those '88 Fleer stickers are either horribly miscut, off centered, uh, and they just very condition sensitive yeah definitely now uh let's get into the top three favorite cards of all time in your mind you you talked about the Bo Jackson how you were obsessed with him and obviously Frank Thomas the no-name card but in your mind give us the top three favorite cards of all time um I'm gonna have to go with the ones that are just withstood the test of time and, and they're all baseball it's the 52 tops mantle the 54 tops Hank Aaron and the 55 tops Roberto Clemente okay yeah you know with with me I'm a huge basketball guy so you know my my top three well the top two would be you know the star Jordan and then the 86 87 Jordan you know those those are just iconic by itself uh, absolutely I love those cards I love the uh, 69 tops Kareem rookie, the Lou Alcindor. Yep. Uh, I love the 61 Fleer. There's a few in that set that are nice. Jerry West, Oscar Robertson, and, um, of course, Will Chamberlain. Yeah. Um, I also um, I can just keep naming cards. We, I, have, I, have, I have tons that I love. 80 tops Henderson, the 79 tops Ozzie Smith, uh, 80, 81 tops uh, Bird Magic Irving, 75 tops George Brett. The list goes on. I have, I have a lot of cards. You know, my, my focus is, is, is way too far and too wide. Yeah. There's way too many cards out there that I love. Yeah, you know, there, there's a picture of you out there. Uh, a few years ago, Beckett did uh, an interview on, on Beckett.com, and there was a picture of your personal collection. And if you zoom into that picture, you can see, you know, all the, the cards in your collection, or, or most of the high-end stuff in your collection. And, I mean, every card in that collection that you have is literally some of the most iconic cards ever in hobby history. So, I mean, I know it took a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of money to get that in your collection, but to see that picture, I'll have to post it on Facebook if I can find it again, but, you know, just that picture of all those cards together in one collection, that's pretty crazy. What What's it like to, to have all these cards 
um, you know, just in your collection. And, you know, from being a kid, would you ever expect that to, to have all these cards right now? That's what really gives me the most respect for the, the, the whole thing and having all this is you know, how hard I worked to get here and how much you know, I, I loved cards growing up. Yeah. And then being able to to work you know work hard and and get all the ones that I've I've loved this whole time it's been you know, it's been an absolute blast uh, I'm very lucky to be able to do so and also you know I've kind of you know as you, as you the more I've been getting into cards the more you learn the more you're doing this um, if you're you, it, it can it can be a lot it can be very expensive there's a lot of aspects of it that can be you know pretty much considered gambling so mm-hmm. if you're spending this much a lot of money on cards it's really smart to to focus on the stuff that you know you really project. To, to do really well long term. Now let's let's kind of get into more of the uh, the hobby industry news uh, questions. I, I want to get your current thoughts about exclusive licensing between leagues and card companies. What what do you think about the overall uh, thought about exclusive licensing? Um, I don't I don't know if I like it so much. Uh, I le- I don't know. It's kind of like it takes away from the uh, competitive yeah. nature yeah. of the industry where uh, you know someone doesn't have to. It's like when you have a monopoly over something, you know, that kind of takes away from how much effort people have to put into things. But there's still things that there's still good things that can come out of it. Uh, but overall, I don't know if it's the best thing for the hobby. Now, what what do you think is the future of the hobby? Uh, do you think you know the next big thing is is this group break? You know, what what do you think is the next big thing to come out of the card companies and change the landscape forever? Well, I'm not sure. Um, the group breaks. There's, there's so many different ways to do group breaks and get on and have people get in on parts of high end things like that. Yeah. Um, I've even seen people do set breaks where people, you know, everyone, everyone can buy a few slots for a certain amount of money. And then, you know, I saw an 86 clear set break a couple of weeks ago, everyone pays for a slot and then boom, someone's going to hit, you know, someone's going to hit that Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> those, those, those things are fun. Uh, I've done a few, uh, I did a couple of heroes of sports, uh, box breaks last year and those are fun, but they're, they're like but that, that, all that kind of stuff is also, you know, the kind of stuff that it's really fun, but you got to be careful because it could be, you know, for the most part, it could be considered gambling. But that's pretty much what the hobby is when you're buying packs of, of random cards anyway. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we've talked on this show about, you know, the future of the hobby with, with group breaks and how it, you know, is considered gambling. And, you know, it, it kind of goes on that fine line between legal and illegal if you get into the razes and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just interesting to see what kind of uh, landmark, I guess, idea will, will take the, the industry to that next level. You know, you always had, you know, the inclusion of the autograph, then the inclusion of the jersey, or, you know, in no particular order. And then, you know, the low numbered cards and it just kept going and going. And so now it's like, all right, you know, the basics are kind of covered. You know, now you got to get really innovative, really creative, and and what's that next step? You know. Yeah, I like uh, some the, some of the things the companies have been doing. I, th- I think I started seeing it more so like around you know '06 and then on was that they're doing the buybacks where you can you can pull the. Uh, or actually, I remember Topps doing it in '91. They inserted one of every card into packs from out from out there throughout their history from '52 until '90. So yeah. You could pull a random you know old card. I, I, I like the aspect of that, just bringing the vintage stuff into the modern world and giving people a chance at that too, and then doing the buybacks where you have the players uh, autograph the cards, um, maybe to a limited amount, but those are the actual cards from the vintage years. I think that's really fun, too. Yeah, definitely. Now, I want to just talk about redemptions really quick. And, you know, since you're an athlete, you can kind of give a different aspect uh, of, of redemptions and all that 
stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of collectors get frustrated when they see a redemption in their pack. And, you know, we all get frustrated with how much time it takes the card company to give us the card, you know, and sometimes it, it expires and, and it just it gets crazy. But as a professional athlete, can you kind of just explain how tough it is to to get the athlete to sign all these cards at once or all the stickers at once uh, with, with how hectic your schedule is? I mean, honestly, I don't think that um, – now, I'm not going to rationalize it. I think that if an athlete they're, – they're getting paid well enough to do it, Yeah, uh, they should sit down and knock it out. It's, for me, having – for respect for the hobby, if, if I have those cards shipped to me, I'm going to sign them the day or the next day yeah. after I get them and, and, and put them back in the mail. For the guys that are sitting around not getting to it, you know, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of lazy athletes out there. <laughs> There's a lot of this. There really is. Yeah. Um, and I have always disliked redemptions. Of I course. Do not like them at all. Especially, you know, especially when uh, unopened is such a. It can be such a great product for and withstand the test of time. And then you have redemptions that you know in some great issues that are you know, expired. You know, yeah. If I go, you know, if someone wants to pay a boatload of money for a box of 2003, 2004 exquisite basketball and go for you know a LeBron or Dwayne Wade or something like that. And all of a sudden, they pull a nice card that was a redemption that was a great hit years ago. And now it's expired. It's, it's just terrible. I, I really agree with that. And I think Panini has done, you know, something decent by introducing that rewards program that they have. I mean, you know, it still kind of takes away from it that you don't get a big hit. You, you know, and instead you get points. But it, it's kind of a, a, a nice alternative, I guess, to just pulling a redemption. Yeah, I, I think the best thing to do would be not offer things unless you have them. The thing, the thing with the card companies like to do is to you know, promise that that next big rookie or that next big thing. But it's just it's it's hard for them to balance it. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, final question: I I am a big fan of working out, training, and all that stuff. It, it's kind of become a craze here at Beckett. Uh, we got a bunch of guys working out like crazy. I saw a picture of you training with uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. And I just got to ask, what was it like working out with him? And who do you think would win in a cage match, you or him? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, training with The Rock, was, it was pretty cool. He came out to uh, Philly for Monday Night Raw. And this was, uh, I think, March 2012. Okay. And um, you know, I kind of just appreciated who he, you know, how he built his career and how he built his brand. You know, he's done an incredible job of just you know, coming through, coming up through wrestling, yeah. uh, gaining fans, and then coming into Hollywood. And just, you know, he just... He works really hard to build a great brand, and I talked to him about that and his journey. Uh, he was a, he's a really good guy, really open to talking uh, to me. Um, you know, obviously he's a beast in the weight room. Of course, if we were in an MMA match, I have no idea who would win. I'm the one with the real wrestling background. Okay, so um, I might be a little bigger than him, and I might be a little stronger than him. <laughs> so I might have to give the edge to me. Yeah, okay. But, uh, Maybe we can make it happen one day. Yeah, but you never know. He he might throw out that people's elbow, and and that'll just shut things down forever. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Any <laughs> <laughs> other screws in his elbow, he could uh, knock me out with. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Evan, I I appreciate you coming on the show. And whenever you want to come on and talk trading cards or the hobby, just hit us up. Uh, but I really appreciate it, and have fun out there in Arizona. All right. All right. Thanks, Derek. Wow, I I am literally so happy that we got that interview with Evan Mathis. That was so much fun to get his take on the hobby, his personal collection, you know, with, with his top cards and, and you know, what, what it took to start from just being a little kid opening packs and trying to get that Bo Jackson card uh, to, you know, getting all these, you know, 
PSA 10s, pop report one, you know, that I, I am literally speechless, had so much fun. Thank you so much to Evan Mathis of the Philadelphia Eagles for spending some time with us here on Beckett Radio. And we're going to try and get another Q&A session with Evan on Beckett.com slash news. I saw that some of you posted some Twitter questions uh, for Evan. So we'll, we'll try and get those on the Q&A session for him in in the next couple weeks that'll be a lot of fun for another sunday conversation of beckett.com slash news but uh yeah that that pretty much wraps it up i'm gonna take a a couple weeks off because i i can't really top that that was a lot of fun i'm i'm gonna be honest with you guys uh to i just saw a tweet from uh mr hardy uh that he he thought he was my favorite guest and yes you were sir i just want to let you know all my guests are, are are my favorites except uh professional athletes they're they're pretty uh they're they're one of a kind you know they're beasts on and off the field so you know shout out to evan mathis for doing that hopefully we can get him on again and and get some other professional athletes who who collect trading cards and are all about the hobby to come on and and talk about the collection and and their thoughts about the industry yeah next week we're gonna have a lot of fun we're gonna have a industry summit preview show we're gonna bring on kevin isaacson the the guy who created it all with the industry summit and and, uh, talk about all about the summit what's going to be going down some you know some special new things that are going to be happening in vegas i'm going to be there it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to have some cool radio guests and i'll be tweeting and, and doing all the coverage for beckett media for that so expect a lot of pictures uh, and, and all that good stuff from me and Beckett Media's Twitter page. But uh, we do have a box of 2014-15 Upper Deck March Madness collection. So uh, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is, in order to win, you're gonna have to tell me who did Evan Mathis say would win in an MMA cage fight, him or The Rock? So obviously that's a 50-50 question. So if you haven't listened to the show or you don't listen to the show, uh, you you can pick either him or The Rock. So, you know, that's not really fair. But hey, I, I'm just throwing it out there. It was a fun question to to hear him uh, talk about. And let's make that happen, Dana White. I'm going to call them over, over at UFC, get them going. But uh, yeah, tell me uh, in a tweet, who did he say would win in a cage match? Evan Mathis or The Rock? So let me know. We'll we'll get that uh get that giveaway going next week. I'll, I'll announce a winner and all that good stuff, guys. I, I <laughs> I'm literally speechless. I, I'm trying to contain myself. My excitement. That was so much fun. I love talking to athletes. I wish I was an athlete, but unfortunately, I'm uh, I'm not that good. Uh, I, I say I'm good, but I'm not. So it's always fun to talk to athletes and and get that side of of sports and and sports collecting. So I hope you guys enjoyed it as obviously as much as I did. But uh, next week is going to be a lot of fun. Send us your tweets at Beckett Radio if you want to get in this giveaway. A lot of cool stuff with this this set, with this product. I'm a huge fan of it. So uh, check it out. But like I said, I'm your host, Derek Ficken. Thanks so much for listening to Beckett Radio. We'll see you guys later. Have a good one.